Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves. And in today's episode, I'm going to do something a little bit unusual. And you might hate me after this one. Uh, so I'm just going to give you a little warning. This episode is going to be about something known as ablutophobia. So you might want to look that up before you continue to listen in case you want to not listen anymore. But I dare you to stay tuned. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. Before I get into this episode, today's the 12th day of February. I want to apologize for this being my first episode of this month. And nobody likes excuses, but my excuse was that I have been recovering from a ridiculous allergic reaction to something my dermatologist recommended I apply a while ago, something called fluorouracil. It's a topical cream meant to uh, bring up some precancerous things on my face and get rid of them. And uh, I wanted to do that. And so within the first two days of application, I had a horrible allergic reaction. So if any of you out there have experience with this particular topical treatment, I would suggest, you know, if someone recommends that you use it, use it on a discrete patch of skin first, kind of like bleach products or cleaning products. They usually say something like, try it on an inconspicuous place to make sure, you know, it doesn't totally destroy whatever it is you're using it on (laughs) instead of going ahead and applying it all over your face and having to suffer the pretty horrible consequences. Anyway, I'm mostly better now and I no longer look like the creature from the Blue Lagoon. And so I thought I would do kind of an unusual episode. It's an idea that's been on my mind for a while, and I shared it with my friend Elise Sunday at her shop Fire on the Mountain a couple of weeks ago before I had to go into hiding because of my skin issue. (laughs) And I've hesitated doing a whole episode on this topic, but I just figured what the heck I'm going to do it. And it has to do with the fear of bathing, specifically the fear of bathtubs. So anytime I have a new project I'm working on, be it factual or fictual, I do a little bit of research. And I went online this morning and looked up fear of bathtubs. And what came up on a site called verywellmind.com was the term ablutophobia, which I've never heard of before, or fear of bathing. And it says it's a relatively uncommon but serious phobia that appears to be more prevalent in women and children. And I'm wondering if that's because how many guys do you know actually take baths, like in bathtubs? I don't know. I I don't know too many who do that. Although as soon as I say that, I recall the last time my husband took a bath alone. It was back in 1984. And it was while he was recovering from a traumatic head injury while training in the Army. I am forever grateful to the surgeons at Fort Sam Houston 
hospital in Texas for not making me a widow that second year of our marriage. And I have the best photo in the world of him in a bathtub with bubbles, looking like the monster from Frankenstein, scars all over the place, black eyes, looking pretty rough. And above the bubbles, he's holding a book called Zen Flesh, Zen Bones. <laughs> if you know anything about my husband, that won't surprise you at all. <laughs> anyway, that was the last time I believe he was ever in a bathtub, 1984. <laughs> so the idea that a blutophobia is more prevalent in women and children is perhaps not that unusual. So I went on to read about this weird phobia. And it said, like all phobias, it's an anxiety disorder. And it talks about an excessive or unreasonable fear of an object or situation. Now, as I get more into this episode, I may suggest that there's nothing so unreasonable about a fear of bathtubs. <laughs> the article suggests that a traumatic past event may have happened to you. And it gives the example of someone developing a fear of showering after seeing Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, which came out in 1960, by the way, when I was only one. So I, I know I didn't see that when I was one, although everyone knows what happens in that scene. And even if you haven't seen the original, there have been plenty of spoofs about that scene. Not funny, people. Not funny. The article also says you could develop a disorder from other people's fears, like, say, if a close relative had a fear of that. And it talks about a lot of kids trying to avoid bath time, whether it's a fear or a preference. And I'm thinking back to my childhood days when I used to have to share a tub with one or two of my four sisters. There were always at least two of us in a tub when you have five girls. I completely understand that. I do recall my mom shoving a bar of dial soap in my mouth when I was probably about four in a tub with my sister. And I must have either, I must have said something. I must have said a bad word, although I can't recall what that would have been. And I can't recall me at four being fresh, but I guess I was. And I'll never forget the taste of dial soap. It wasn't too horrible, but I know it stopped whatever was coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and I also recall earlier than that, I recall a visit to my grandparents' home. This is my father's mom and dad, and they lived in an apartment above a street in Dorchester, Massachusetts. I was staying over for some reason with an older sister, and I remember my grandma was bathing me in her kitchen sink, so I must have been no older than about two. And I remember the water running. I'm sitting in the sink and hearing sirens outside, and my grandmother left me in the tub with the water running to go out to the balcony with my grandfather and my older sister to see what was happening in the street below. And I, I just recall sensing this fear that either I was going to wash out of the sink or that just the water was going to go out of the sink. I was worried. I, I was concerned that there was water running and I was sitting alone in a tub and I didn't know for how long. Wow. Talk about that as a bizarre bath memory. Even though it wasn't a bathtub, still, I was being bathed in a big sink. It might as well have been a bathtub. Anyway, the article goes on to encourage you to examine your fear 
And it also says that ablutophobia is highly treatable by trained professionals, but nearly impossible to overcome on your own. And I'm thinking, what? There's a challenge for anyone out there who's afraid of bathtubs. So before I started examining my fear, I went online again and I wanted to see just how far spread this fear of bathtubs might be. And oh my gosh, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho might have started it in 1960. But when I looked up scary films that had scary bathtub scenes in them, whoa, we've got The Shining, 1980. Nightmare on Elm Street, 84. Shivers, 1975. Oh, gross. What Lies Beneath, 2000. Deep Red, Profundo Rosso, 1975. It, 1990. Deadly Blessings, 1981. Pet Cemetery, 1989, with a a guy in a tub. Mirrors, 2008. Slither, 2006. These obviously are not in chronological order, but oh my gosh. Do not look these up on the web because, oh, gross and scary and don't do it. Don't go there. So I might laugh about my earlier experiences with bathtubs and and fear, but more recently, when I say more recently, I'm talking, I don't know, from 16 to 20 years ago, a while back when we used to live in Colorado Springs, there were a couple incidents, actually. So in one incident, a young mother who lived down the road from us, she was probably in her late 30s, early 40s, and she uh, died in a bathtub. Now, the, the story we heard was that she had gone hiking with a bunch of people, which I had frequently done with a friend, and wasn't feeling too great and turned around early with some friends, went back to her home and told her husband she was going to take a bath because she just wasn't feeling great. And uh, that's where he found her. I believe they discovered that she had some kind of pre-existing heart condition. But still, the idea of that, I think, will always haunt me. And the reason I thought about doing an episode on fear of bathtubs is because a couple of weeks ago, I came in from a vigorous outdoor hike and I was very, very cold and told my husband who was working out in the garage that I was going to take a nice warm bath. And he said, treat yourself, which I was going to do. And I did, but I first ensured I was well hydrated and I had a tall glass of cold water by the side. And as much as I do like a bath now and then, I don't want anyone to find me dead in one. And I I just can't shake that image. I, I can't shake that idea. And even though Mike was outside in the garage and I was inside just a little ways away, I remember specifically thinking, well, I won't fill it up too high. (laughs) And I know that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. But it's kind of hard to get something like that out of your head. And of course, there was another incident where a friend's husband committed suicide. And that's a whole different story that I won't go into completely, but I was sent to his home to look for him or to wake him or 
to figure out why he didn't show up for work. And let's just say that I did not find him in a tub, but while I was looking for him, I did have to look behind a couple of tub curtains. And in one of the tubs was a mannequin. And let's just say that left a fright in my bones that I don't know I'll ever be able to shake. So perhaps I do have some traumatic past experiences with tubs. And I don't believe I'm alone in feeling like there are things behind closed curtains, perhaps, that we don't know about. I know one of my sons scared the boogers out of my other son by jumping out behind a curtain in a tub while the other was going through the bathroom. I don't know that he'll ever be forgiven that. I should ask that son if he has fear of bathtubs. I don't know. And maybe some people aren't so much afraid of tubs as they just don't like them. I mean, there is that idea that unless you take a shower before you bathe, you're kind of hanging out in your own stuff. <laughs> or maybe you feel like you need to take a shower after you take a bath. I don't know. That's not so much of a fear as it is the idea of, are you really getting clean? And do we have to take baths to get clean, or do we take baths just because we like to relax in one, with or without bubbles? And now, after listening to this episode, will you ever be able to relax in a bathtub again? I don't know. I do have a friend who I think could live in a bathtub. She does most of her work in deep thinking when she's in a bathtub, and I envy her that. Now, will I ever take a bath again? Of course I will. But will I ever take a bath if I'm home alone? I don't know. Maybe? Probably. I don't know, maybe not. There's also something about taking a bath that seems indulgent to me, and I think it is indulgent, especially if you put bubbles in there. But it's kind of like, hmm, how long do you stay in it? Do you stay in until the water gets cold? Or do you drain some out then and add more hot water? Or do you stay in until you prune? Do you dunk your whole head? Do you get all the way down in the tub so that if you don't block your ears, water gets in your ears and gives you the shivers? Oh my, I think I could probably explore the idea of bathing in tubs in future episodes. But for now, I'm going to leave you with the idea that fear of bathtubs is really a phobia. And although I don't believe I have a blutophobia, I don't because, you know, I've taken baths before. But even though I don't have it, I don't know that I'll ever shake the unsettled feeling that comes with the idea of bathtubs. <laughs> and, and probably because I looked at all those horrible images of scary movies that have bathtubs in it. Don't do it. Don't look at those images. You'll never bathe again. <laughs> So to my listeners out there, I don't know that you actually enjoyed this episode. I usually say, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode about ablutophobia. <laughs> you probably didn't, and you, you might even hate me. I hope you don't hate me. I won't do this again. I won't explore this phobia again. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll explore a phobia I don't have. <laughs> in the future. Anyway, I would normally also say you can find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at ledvalaurel.com, but I'm not going to put links and photos on my website about this. I'm just not. So look it up on your own if you want to. 
I would suggest you don't. <laughs> if you enjoyed other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and keep up with my latest tales of fun and woe and share this with your friends. I hope you'll help support Alligator Preserves on Patreon. Check out the rewards you'll receive at patreon.com slash alligatorpreserves and join me next time when I'll talk about something other than ablutophobia. <laughs> Until next time, be good to yourselves. Stay away from those photos. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com. Amazon.com.